Hi, this is Brian Peebles in Michigan, and I've been listening for over a year. When I started listening, I was trying to figure out if starting a PI business was the right next move for me, and the podcast has been instrumental in moving forward with that decision. I appreciate that Matt always seems to ask his guest the exact question that I'm thinking. You know, for a veteran investigator and business owner, Matt has a great ability to think like those of us that are just starting out and ask the questions that we would want to ask. So thanks a lot, Matt. Keep it up. The Campbell Group offers best-in-the-industry pricing, service, and coverage for private investigators. With more than 25 years of experience in the industry and over 3,000 PIs insured nationally, the Campbell team has the expertise to make sure you have the coverage you need. Submit an application and receive a quote within 24 hours. Let them know you're a PI Perspectives listener on your application for $50 off your yearly premium. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is matthews at satellitepi.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today we're visited again by our friend and favorite due diligence blogger slash investigator, Marcy Phelps. Marcy's incredible training for due diligence and asset searches. Today we tackle some frequently asked questions. So get ready for Marcy Phelps and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. I'm really happy to welcome back a friend of mine, someone uh, who I really admire a lot because she throws out an incredible amount of content and is just a great, great resource. I want to welcome Marcy Phelps back to the program. Marcy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming back on. I appreciate it. Um, like I said earlier, um, yeah, you're just the queen of content oh, <laughs> when, yeah. it, when it comes out to research. <laughs> Uh, so many blogs um, that you've put out in the past, anybody can blog, right? Anybody can can go out and just put their opinion on things uh, and just muse out to the the, the ether. <laughs> but the content that you put out is actually worthwhile and uh, I find very um, helpful in, in what we do. And um, you're a researcher, originally a librarian, I think, right? If I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love the way you put things together and your writing styles. So uh, I, I wanted to have you back on just to kind of talk about uh, due diligence and, and how you tackle doing what you do. So uh, let's, let's dive right in. Tell me a little bit about your, your programs and um, uh, kind of what you do. Uh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the nice words about my content. Yeah. Uh, I never thought I would like writing, but uh, I do. Um, so my company, um, we work with uh, clients. Um, we work with, um, uh, we don't work with individuals. We work with companies right. and 
Um, a lot of financial, if I remember correctly, right? A lot of financial, um, some uh, litigation, some attorneys, we do some uh, litigation support uh, and um, asset investigations. Um, what's not on the um, what's not on the balance sheet, if you will. Right. You know? But uh, due diligence is probably, you know, uh, the biggest part of our business. So. Yeah. It's such a broad term, though. When you use the term due diligence, like, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) Probably most people are asking, right? Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked. And I actually, I used chat GPT for the first time yesterday and asked, um, what what is due diligence? And it it came back with a pretty verbose uh, definition, but... It actually, some of it's really got the crux of it. And the parts I like are um, it's a comprehensive and systematic investigation or audit um, to assess the potential risks and benefits of a particular investment or a business decision. Mm -hmm. Um, The purpose is to ensure that the investment and business decision is sound and that all potential Risks are identified and analyzed before making the decision. Um, and that's a that's a key piece of what due diligence is. It's before the decision is made. Sure. Um, I get a lot of calls from attorneys. They want me to do due diligence on something or but it's after the investigation. It's yeah, that's after. called forensics. It, it's <laughs> not due diligence. Figuring out but why it happens. I'll use that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and there are different types of due diligence. Um, there'd be uh, financial due diligence, legal. Uh, sometimes there's intellectual property due diligence. Um all different types, but uh, the one that's you know uh, investigators are so uh, familiar with is uh, due diligence background investigations, and that's the thorough uh, the gathering and analysis of and creating a profile of key individuals and companies, right. um, the backgrounds and the current situation. Because the theory is um, that the past helps predict the future. So kind of previous acts of fraud couldn't mean potential for more. Yeah, I was doing a a background on somebody um, in New York. They had had contacted me and this was one of these. It's more forensics because it was post. You know, it it involved like a bookkeeper. And uh, this this woman had um, apparently like embezzled a substantial amount of money, and um, not really my wheelhouse from what I do. But they were they were looking for like prior criminal on this particular woman in the laundry list. I found of like passing bad checks and all this other stuff. You know, like five or six years before they hired this person, I was like, "Who did the background on this person?" They were taking a bookkeeping job. Like you, it's, it's like one on one. You gotta. You had to do a criminal search on it, and it, it all these things were popping up. It was crazy. And how much uh, they could have uh, saved them, so much trouble hey, they yeah. could have saved themselves by doing this first. I mean, right. imagine making an investment or a merger, acquisition. How, 
naming a building after somebody, you know, waiting <laughs> after the fact, Whoops. the background. Um, so that's the key with due diligence. Is well, due- I'll take it one step further. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, how about a politician? Oh, <laughs> just a guy in New York. Oh yeah, some guy in New York. Some guy in New York kind of—he's he's got some trouble. <laughs> a, a simple thing like a pre, yeah. a due diligence uh, check on this um, individual and their long history um, could have saved everybody a whole lot of time beforehand. Definitely, some votes could have been cast in for another party for sure. <laughs> but uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy how how you you have it. Uh, even you know um, when when you're hiring an employee to, to come work for you, you know, do I do reference checks or not? You know, do they list a reference? Like, do I call or not? Like, what's what's the benefit of that? Do I want to like uh, open Pandora's box? And, and find out it's uh it's it's crazy i know i've had people that work for me that have worked for me in the past and, and I, like afterwards i was like damn it why didn't i just call those references i probably would have saved myself uh so it's definitely a problem right right um absolutely um i do want to point out that employment uh checks are a little different than due yes. diligence yes and that sometimes employment checks are just required and uh, due diligence may not be, but you've got the Fair Credit Reporting Act coming exactly. in yeah. Yeah. and you can only go back so far um, in an investment or a merger and non-employment where the and other situations where the Fair Credit Reporting Act wouldn't come in. You can go back as far as you want. Yeah. and suggested you go back as far as you can so i remember years ago oh god it's probably i want to say it was back in like 2018 2017 um i had gone out to hollywood and gone to a movie studio to go pitch uh like background services like we were doing so uh, monitoring like geofence monitoring and, and social media monitoring and it was all new technology it was really cool stuff and we go to this studio and we're, we're pitching it. And I remember sitting down with a guy and he's like, this is really cool. It's amazing. But you can find out. He goes, but I'm a little concerned. I feel like this is like eavesdropping. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to know all this stuff. Right. And it's like, you have this attitude that's reactionary as opposed to being proactive. And um, that's one of the key things to get over and doing this type of work you know, having the client understand that they need to be proactive and do these due diligence. I mean, some are required, right? You talk about financial and things like that, but on a whole, you know, if you're, if you're uh, getting into a deal with somebody for whatever reason, know who you're doing business with um, and hiring a professional is so important, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, It just, um, will the culture fit? I mean, there's so many things to take into consideration. Um, but you bring up a good point in your last uh, statement that um, it should be an unbiased third party when it comes to due diligence. Um, somebody who doesn't have any skin in the game, if you will. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity for PIs to get involved <clears throat> in due diligence. Um, the other difference, what makes um Due diligence unique sometimes is it's not a stealth 
kind of thing. Um, I don't have to do a locate or um, usually our subjects know that they're being investigated. We're being uh, given um, information. They sign an authorization. Um, So due diligence is unique in that respect is, is that there's not a whole lot of stealth going on. Sure. Yeah. And it just, it changes your, your approach, right? So obviously there's not that research to dig up a telephone number. It's been supplied already, but they've, that person's also been alerted that you're going to be contacting them. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta know how to write the, uh, ask the right questions and uh, socially engineer it in a way that, you know, you're going to get results out of it and not just your, you know, out of the can answers on things. Right. Absolutely. And you have to do, um, you know, there's, you bring up a, a good point, phone calls, picking up the call. There's um, lots of, there's different levels of due diligence investigations. I mean, you have the online due diligence. Sometimes that's all the client wants is like a quick first pass. Right. Sometimes the client wants something more in depth. Um but sometimes you need something deeper sure. and you have to pick up the phone and um, or do boots on the ground um, research and investigating, do a site visit to make sure that this headquarters actually exists, you know. Um, but you always need that online component first. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot, a lot of due diligence is online uh, research. Yeah. So what what percentage would you say, if you if you know, uh, would be businesses that are doing these due diligence because they're regulated, as opposed to ones that just have policies to you know this is what we're going to do. Oh well, you have to define the regulated due diligence. Um, if you have a regulatory um, agency um, telling you, you know, you need to do a background like you do in the financial services industry, sometimes um, they don't really prescribe something real in depth. It's more like a, again, uh, like a compliance check. You're you're looking for uh, sometimes only criminal records civil you're um you're looking for things that have gone wrong Mm -hmm. rather than looking for the good and the bad um so um due diligence is kind of unique in that respect too sure yeah Yeah. i mean i guess there are different avenues for uh for doing that so let's say you're 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 an investigator somebody who has this passion for research and and says hey I kind of want to do this work or get into it. Um, are there any kind of like extra insurances or anything that you would need to make sure that you have when you're doing this to, to make sure you're covering yourself when you're uh, doing this work? Well, I don't, I don't have any insurance that's above and beyond what uh, I have as a professional investigator. I have my liability insurance. Um, but there's not a whole lot of li- extra liability exposure here because I'm not telling my clients, um, first of all, yes or no, you should invest. Um, I'm just presenting my findings. Right. 
Yeah. So it's not like uh, do the deal, don't do the deal. You're just no. saying like, hey, you know, this person was convicted of uh, you know bank robbery. Make yeah. up your own mind. <laughs> you really want to do business with this guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and and then also I have, um, especially in the case of online research, since not everything is online, you do a court docket search. Um, you're not necessarily going to catch everything. You know, it's so there are uh, disclaimers that I use in my reports to, and I manage um, in conversations as well. So I have ways to manage expectations. Sure. sure. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. It's important to do. Um, so I think we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, and when we jump back in, we'll, we'll keep uh, hammering down on the topic here and just giving some pointers maybe. On, uh, to folks who um, are interested in doing this kind of work. So um, everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and uh, it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information. I think it's one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that Scopenow is a part of that suite. Scopenow.com. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. 
contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds, anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International. Global reach. International knowledge. Satellite Investigations is the premier investigation resource in New York State. Founder Matthew Spare was named PI Magazine's Investigator of the Year. If you need investigative assistance in New York State, visit their site at SatellitePI.com. Get results, not excuses. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, we're here with Marcy Phelps today. I'm Marcy Phelps and Associates. Marcy, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Before we uh, jump back in, we're, we're talking about tips and tricks and, and Marcy had some great suggestions uh, prior to us taking a break um, on, you know, making sure that you're covering certain areas or, or putting certain language um, in contracts and things like that. Um, so Marcy has uh, education uh, courses that are available online uh, through Illumio. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, what those courses are and uh, how folks go about uh, getting those. Okay, so it's at alumio.com, I-L-L-E-M-E-O, mm-hmm. and um, it's a learning platform, and I have uh, several courses there, including uh, due diligence, background investigations, um, <clears throat> finding assets, mm-hmm. uh, industry research, court searching, public records searching, that's a pretty popular one. Sure. And I have one on how to be a better uh, researcher anytime you're faced with having to find information, a systematic way to go about it. Sure. Yeah. Having that methodology is so important. Oh, my. You really do. As an investigator, um, you don't want to miss anything important. So you need it. You need to be systematic about it investigations i know uh some folks on my research team have uh, uh consumed some of your your classes and they're, they're very well put together it's real easy to sign up and and wow. um get get it going so I, I highly recommend it if you're a researcher and you're looking for content to um you know figure out what you want to do or get better at what you're doing uh you know definitely the, the courses are worthwhile Let's jump back into the, the topic at hand, this due diligence. So let's say I am one of these researchers or somebody who is just getting into doing research and I don't know where to begin. What do, what do you think some of the common mistakes that uh, somebody who's just starting to do this would make and, and how do they avoid doing that? First of all, assuming everything's online, um, assuming everything's in one place, it's um it's going to be piecing together a lot of uh, bits of data that you collect from multiple sources. This is now run a comprehensive report and you're done. You've really got to run with all your leads. One of the mistakes is, you know, uh, just not using enough sources. Right. Probably another mistake I see is forgetting the news and social media. Right. There's quite a bit of public records involved, regulatory, 
You want to look at property records, assets, liabilities. Those things are pretty, you know, avail readily available through public records. Um, a lot of investigators stop there and right. they forget the news and social media part because there's so much that's um, just not in the public record. Um, recent, uh, not well, not so recently. It's just an example. Um, a piece of property that in the tax assessor's record <clears throat> looks like nothing but vacant land. In the news, you can find out that they've struck oil there. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is pretty valuable for, uh, sure. you know, yeah. and ask when you're heavily into assets in your due diligence. Sure. Uh, I think another uh, mistake is focusing on just the negative, um, not getting the full picture. Uh, uh, due diligence is uh, really a 360 degree view. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. The report's a good too. You want the good and the bad. Yeah. Two reasons. First of all, your negative uh, searches are not catching everything. Um, um, and also if it's, very often you just want to know uh, what a person is like and you're not going to find that in the public record necessarily. Right, I have a right. client who calls uh, the, the news the, um, the, the color. And, and so you need the positive and not just the negative. Sure. So that's just, and, and even in the public records, they're just looking for the bad. You want everything. You yeah. want it all. I thought of another one, and it's escaping me right now. I'll think of it. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, well, yeah. I should have made well, another. I got a, I got another point to make. Actually, um, okay. you know, I think one of the challenges that we face in doing this kind of work too is always budgetary. Um, your client, you know, if it's not one of these big financial institutions or whatever, like there's an idea of what a budget should be going in, and it's usually not educated. They figure like, oh, I've seen online that I can do, you know, find everything you want about an ex-boyfriend or whatever for, you know, $99 or, or you know, $50 for a search for some, you know, just bad, crappy data that's out there. And there's this uh, preconception that, oh, I'll just do a due diligence and uh, I'll hire an investigator. And then when you quote them out, they're like, whoa, 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 I don't want to pay that much. I just want to pay this much. And then there's the, the challenge of like, when do you stop? Right. So if you're 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 doing the work and I think you had mentioned earlier about the comprehensive searches and investigators stop at that particular point. I think a lot of time they stop, not because they want to stop or feel that they're done, but because of the, like the budgetary reason, like, OK, I have hit my budget wall here and I'm I don't want to work for free. And it kind of it is what it is at this point. It's definitely a challenge. What, what has been your experience in dealing with that? Honestly, when it comes to due diligence and working with the corporate investors, um, I uh, commercial investors, I find that they're um, not very sensitive to price. They're um, they're in a high risk. Usually, with due right. diligence, they're in a high risk situation. Sure. And um, as an investigator, you can do things that they can't do simply. Sure. So, and testify about them. <laughs> There's more credibility. <laughs> you know, and in due diligence, they they need 
They need this third uh, unbiased third party. They need your skills and they have high risks. So honestly, I haven't seen, um, I have actually had some two clients tell me I needed to raise my (laughs) prices. Those are are friends. Those are good people. Those are the best clients. And And you always listen to them. Oh, sure. <laughs> On that one, absolutely. But, um, I really haven't found that too much in my due diligence clients. Um, what what I I do, you make a point though. There there's there are limitations, you know, depending on the stage of the deal. For example, I have clients who use me right at the end, right when they're ready to sign. So, um, but then I have, and so it's very focused on one company, but then I have a client who's just looking at all the possible companies. So I may be looking, doing uh, just a kind of a first pass on four companies, say. Um, So there are, again, those levels of due diligence. Not all due diligence has to be that, full-blown um deep dive yeah no that, that's a that's a good point there's definitely different levels of, of stuff I, it just my own experience you know in, in doing this and again i don't do a lot of this stuff but you come in and you know someone will, will contact you and they're you know looking for a price on something and you quote them out a, a lot of times it's it's small businesses you know that that they're you know, looking to do something and they're like, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking about doing this real estate deal. Like I get that a lot. Attorney, oh, like what I get, nice. what I get a lot actually is attorneys that I work with that have these huge settlements and they get money and they're like, okay, I want to do something with money. Now I'm going to go do a business deal with real estate. I'm going to buy a building or do whatever. I need due diligence on these people I'm partnering up with, you know, like do that. Like that's the kind of stuff I do. And then they don't want to spend the money. <laughs> so. Okay. Now that I agree with you. That's the, the entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I encountered them a lot when I was uh, lived and worked in Colorado in the right. cannabis industry. Oh. I mean, we're talking bad deals. all. <laughs> we're talking yeah. bad partnerships yeah. that they're, they're spending millions to get out of. Yeah. But they don't want to spend $1,500 for a due diligence background investigation, which is why I'm no longer working in that industry. And that's why I now work for the commercial investors and not those entrepreneurs. Imagine um, imagine if the Tiger King would have contacted you before everything went down to go do due diligence on their business deals. No, no, I don't. I, I prefer the corporate level. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I think we all do. Right. Those entrepreneurs, they it's so bizarre. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, you know, like I said, I don't do a lot of it, but every now and then when I get it, it's like those are the types of things they're looking for. And um, you know, you can only do so much. And it and it always is a budgetary thing. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah, I, I think of that like uh, the Chris Rock bit from years ago, right? You're like, how much for this? How much for that? And the price keeps you dropping down, right? You know, <laughs> offer options unless it's ridiculous. You know, I always offer options. Well, for this, I can do for that budget. I can do this. Yeah. And here's what it includes. And more importantly, here's what it's missing. And sometimes clients go for it and sometimes they're just 
you know I want the full deal um, once they see what they're missing. But um, <clears throat> I think as investigators, we need to, um, well, I don't know. I'm at the stage of my career, perhaps, where I'm a bit more selective about who I'm working. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in business. Um, it's about uh, twenty three years right now. Wow. Yeah, congrats. Right. Thanks. I haven't been a PI that whole time. Sure, but I've been doing research that whole time. Sure. So, um, and with some very cheap clients. So, um, <laughs> I have apparently I, those who sell weed. So you got to be and, careful. And <laughs> some of them who sell weed, and I just, <laughs> I've just kind of pivoted where. Um, I try not to, as probably, I'm sure you have, you try not to work with those kinds of people. I stick to attorneys. It's it's made a living for me. I have more than enough oh. business just sticking to attorneys. And uh, yeah, I sleep better at night. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I will not work directly with individuals. Right. Uh, so um, I tried once since becoming a PI and it was... No, I never turns I, out the way the way they they want it, right? And it's uh, you know, you just it, it's a lot of nonsense to deal with. You know, one of the uh, things I do want to talk about too, also, and and just a, a question because I've seen it happen uh, with researchers uh, is how to avoid the rabbit hole. Like, how do you how do you keep yourself from getting stuck? And you know, next thing you know, it's like four hours later, and you're you're, you're completely going in a different direction than you should be in. Like, what what are your recommendations on that? Well, first of all, um, the budget comes in handy at that point <clears throat> because that's your guide, budget and time frame, for yeah. one. Number two, you've got your investigative plan, if you will, for that, that you should be using as your guide of where, what, how, where you're going to go and how much time you're going to spend there. Mm -hmm. um, and probably the biggest thing is remembering why, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, what the original question, the yeah. what their purpose, mm -hmm. and you just have to stop yourself. And boy, yeah, online is definitely. Hard. <laughs> it's hard. So many oh, struggles. Some of my people that, that work for me, I'll, I'll get their time sheets, I'll get their whatever. And they're like, yeah, I spent six hours on this. I'm like, how no. did that happen? <laughs> no, know? that's another part of yeah. being a PI. We have to budget our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to completely discourage that either. Yeah, that was something as a business owner I had to accept, right? Like, you, like it's you have an assignment, this person can do this research for you, and you, you know, you're going to bill this amount, and you're paying this person to do that service. Sometimes it's going to be good, sometimes it's going to take longer, and you got to be okay with that, because that that process needs to go because I, there have been times where that extra you know inquisitiveness led to a thread that that made the case for us or solved the, the issue that we're trying to do so it's it's a balancing act for me in patience too absolutely i mean yeah. it, you can have your checklists which help keep you on track but you have to know when to stray from those and those can be as you say the most fruitful yeah. little paths you take <clears throat> and i try i try and tell them also like um avoid opinion you know avoid um, presumption you know like oh well i think this one's related to that and this all that can we prove it no then it's not i don't want to 
No, <laughs> we can't say that then. You know? Don't assume yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah, my goodness no it's, it's and, and 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 we have to uh be aware of um certain biases maybe or just yeah. blinders that we have oh this is a white collar guy so i'm sure you know he's you know just fine um he's not selling weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh um yeah, but even my hedge fund guys, you know, yeah. they're, you know, be well, you look at Bernie Madoff. You oh, know. yeah. Just um, he was Mr. You know, active in every association and and synagogue. And yeah. um, he was smart. Um, he went he went where the money was <laughs> down in Florida, played the role. He went oh. for uh, people's biases. If yeah. you you know, well, someone who does that must be like really on the level, right? Yeah. Well, not only that, it's one of those, oh, he's one of us, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you look at that, oh, you know, he's involved on this board of the security exchange commission. He's on this and that. I mean, you want to talk about like one of the most amazing cons out there. Um, yeah. It, the Netflix documentaries, it's, it's fantastic yeah, for the, for those who like to learn about this stuff, you know, it's just like, you know, you talk about due diligence and what could have been avoided had somebody just just asked questions, which questions were asked. But if somebody pushed maybe a little bit harder to get answers, uh, because I feel like a lot of stuff was just he bullied his way out of explanations on things, which is amazing. It's such an interesting dynamic with these yeah. high profile cases. Elizabeth Holmes, another yeah, another one. Yeah. Due diligence fail. Uh, George Santos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, it's uh, well, the other guy is investing, and they must have checked them out. Right. Um, so I don't have to check them out. That's another mistake. Um, not that investigators make, but our clients make. Um. That was a big thing in the Elizabeth Holmes case. Uh, I think it was Walgreens didn't do any, and they really took a hit in that. Um, They didn't do any due diligence because Safeway invested, so they must have done due diligence. It's it's very so we all have our little biases. Yeah, clients and the investigators. (laughs) Perfect storm. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how. You know, Monday morning quarterback, right? You go back and you're looking like, yeah, yeah, it's blatantly obvious there is something going on here. But like in the in the midst of everything, you know, you you see how how it happened. You know, I think what was interesting about uh, the Madoff situation was one of the guys that was a huge investor there, like figured it out, figured out what he was doing. And then he like he was giving him money, you know, to to continue doing it, but he was also taking money back. And this guy oh. ended up making much more money out of this than than anybody else. And, oh, I don't, I don't think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, yeah, oh. it, was, it was interesting to to see it. Yeah, he 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 figured it out, and he's like, I know what you're doing. And Madoff is like, okay, um, but I need like a hundred million dollars, otherwise it's it's done. He's like, yeah, I'll give you a hundred million, but this is what's going to cost you. I you know? want him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. and there were signs. There were this with Madoff. There were signs, and yeah. this was 
this is how interesting it is when you come with due diligence. People just want it to work, you know, and then when the, the, the red flags come up, they're like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm too focused on making my millions or yeah. whatever. Or, or, you know, then 9-11 happens and it's like, okay, everything that, that, you know, this whole big investigation, like we're taking all our resources now and, and putting it, you know, the federal government is putting it somewhere else because, you know, we got to do it. And that, that kind of stretched it out a few years longer than it had to as well. It's, uh, it's crazy. The perfect storm, <laughs> that situation. I mean, really, uh, um, you know, I, I was talking to my buddy about this the other day, you know, the whole investing in the stock market and all this other stuff, you know, like you're not going to get rich easy. You know, there's no get rich quick thing. Like there's manipulation going on back and forth, you know, and it's all, you know, a group of, of people that, that, you know, control how that all works. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, these frauds and these things that take place, they play on the greed of, of mankind. (laughs) We're all trying to. It's all about greed. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody's part on both sides, but yeah, people want to get rich part without the risk part. They, they forgot that, that anything with that. Well, first of all, that's the other thing, anything with returns, like he was, yeah. saying he was getting is like ridiculous um, but it was the same situation with homes right you know oh the other ones are making their money and and they must have done their due diligence so you know why should i not get mine you know oh absolutely so um there were signs in all these cases there always are and people just choose to ignore them sure very strange sure. sure. i i'm just a low risk kind of gal you know i'm with you i'm with you on that yeah. And my investments are very low risk. <laughs> yeah, that's another show for another day, though. <laughs> um, I, we're we're going to wind down here. This this was awesome. I, I really appreciate you coming on, Marcy. Mm-hmm. You're always a pleasure to talk to. And I, I see the passion you have for research. And um, I'm thankful that you, you feel the need to share it with others. Um, especially, you know, folks that are just getting started. You know, the, 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 the 10% growth rate on in our industry is... Um, it's oh, real, you know, and, and people, you know, need to know how to do all these things and have content out there, you know, to learn how to, how to do this stuff. So why don't you tell folks uh, again, one more time, how can they um, find your material out there and, and go ahead and get it? Um, Illumio, I-L-L-E-M-E-O.com and just search for Phelps in there and you'll see my courses uh, come up. Awesome. Awesome. So again, thank thank you so much for coming on and uh, being being a part of this. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, we'll catch everyone uh, on the next show. So take care, everyone. Thanks for checking out this week's show. Marcy's always great and is very knowledgeable. Consider taking one of her training courses. You won't be disappointed. The link is in the show notes. Thank you to the Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring our show. And remember to tell them you listen to the show to save $50 when you apply for insurance. Also, big thanks to Conflict International, PI Institute for Education, Scope Now, and Satellite Investigations for sponsoring the show. And don't forget about InvestigatorsToolbox.com. You can now save 50 bucks just by typing in version 2.0-25%. If you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at Matthew S. at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in. Stay safe out there.